Hi, this is Regeline Sabat, also known as Gigi, and you're listening to Walk With Me Podcast. My guest today is Lindy Elrich, your Chief Happiness Officer and founder of Happiness Jungle, LLC. Lindy is a number one international best-selling author, keynote speaker, breast cancer survivor, humorist, entrepreneur, co-brand partner with Les Brown. Lindy is also the creator, producer, TV personality of the four-year running Happiness Jungle TV show and the creator of the Happiness Jungle Emotional Support Body Pillow for Emotional Support. Welcome to the podcast, Lindy. Oh, Gigi, thank you so much. I am so happy for you. I'm so excited for me that I get to spend this time with you. You're amazing. Thank you. Now, why don't you start off by telling us about you and where you're from? Sure. Originally, um, I try to tell people I'm from Alabama, but that never goes far. So I am originally from New York. I was transplanted down to South Florida when I was 11 years old. I lived here for 33 years. And then I moved to New Hampshire for 14 years. And I've been back in South Florida for two years, looking forward to journeying out again. I love it. I love it. And now you mentioned the I'm crazy, but you can't lock me up. Could you explain that to us? Sure, that's a new podcast that will be coming out shortly. I'm going to be launching it in the next few weeks, and it is called I'm Crazy, But You Can't Lock Me Up, because we entrepreneurs have to be crazy enough to not feed into the, the negative mindset that we can't do things. So I always tell people, you got to be crazy enough so you have to block that noise out of your life and to go ahead and be able to go through the process of success, because it's not easy. And there are times during the process that you will want to quit, but you can't quit because you're on a track. I love it. Now, one of your mottos is living life on purpose. Could you explain that to us? Yeah, living life on purpose is a matter of everything that is going on in our lives. All the challenges that are going on in our lives. A lot of people, the majority of the people look at things like, why is this happening to me? where if we could turn that around and say, what is the purpose? You will have more clarity, you will have more growth in your life, and you will be able to move forward in life with the things that you really want. So live life on purpose because everything that's going on in our lives, past, now, uh, even in the future, there's a reason for it. And the universe and God are constantly answering the question, that we keep asking, you know, oh God, you know, I want this. Oh God, I want that. And then it's brought in front of you. These doors start to open. And what do, what do the most people say? Not now. I can't do that now. Maybe later. But you asked for it. Now, the other thing that I want to touch base on is that you could ask God in the universe for things and they can answer you but it's not in the form that you expected it because God and the universe have a different plan for you. They're giving you your answer. They're just not giving, to, giving it to you in the way specifically that you asked for it. So why don't you just walk through the door and at least peek in to see what is this answer? You might be pleasantly surprised at what it is. And that's happened to me so many times and will continue to happen to me. I love it. I love it. Now, what is your other principle? Success is the happiest revenge. Well, how many times have people tried to knock you down? How many times have people tried to stand in your way? 
And we have to understand that hurdles are put in front of us. We can't jump over them. We can't go around them. We have to walk through them. Prove people wrong. Prove them wrong. Make sure you have the right mentors. Make sure you're investing in yourselves with those leaders that could take you to the next level. Success is the best revenge. Because when you keep on moving, you're, you're creating a new circle of influence and people in your lives. And you're leaving behind those that you could still love them, but let's face reality, there are people in your lives that you gotta love them, but you gotta leave them. And when they keep on saying you're crazy, you can't do that, right? I'm crazy, but you can't lock me up. Prove them wrong, be successful, because success is the best revenge. I love it. And another life principle you have is be contagiously abnormally normal. You were born to shine. Can you explain that to us? Absolutely. You have to, everything in life that we do, any business that you have or that you're a part of, you want people to be attracted to you. So be politically, politely correct by being contagious enough for people to say, I want more of you. When you do that, you are born to shine. Why not shine? So be contagious. That is amazing. I love that principle as well. Now, the last principle you have is think outside the box and create another circle. Could you explain that to us as well? We have to get out of our comfort zones. We are so comfortable in our comfort zones that fear is stepping outside of that box, of that circle. Once you do that, and again, it's going back to surrounding yourself with like-minded people like yourself that have what you want. That's stepping outside of the box. Taking the steps, the powerful steps, even though it's so uncomfortable to be able to create new circles, you're going to grow. You know, it's like when we, were, when we were younger, and there are some people that still don't know how to ride a bicycle or how to swim or how to do multiple things. And they don't want to because they're afraid of what? Falling, drowning. But if you have the right mentors and you're being trained and coached and you're an amazing student, when the student is ready, the teacher appears, you will finally learn how to swim and float. You will be able to ride that bicycle without anybody holding on. But you have to be willing to fail. You have to be willing to fail. I agree. Now, what has given you the most fulfillment in your life, Lindy? Uh, the most fulfillment in my life is honestly the results that I have from helping other people accomplish what they want. Being able to leave a domestic marriage, a violent marriage, very, very violent. Watching my daughter grow, who's now 35, I got divorced when she was 15 months old. So we have to realize that we have accomplished so much in life. Pat yourself on the back. You're not done until our good Lord takes us back. So don't be, you know, when you ask me that, there, there's so many. I've written books of my journeys. I was never an author prior to 2009, but somebody said I should write a book. I'm like, I should write a book? I said, how, what, how do I write a book? They said, once upon a time. That's all that person said to me. And I said, okay. And the first thing that came to mind is, people need to hear your story about 
how you were raised in a toxic environment, how you survived a domestic violence relationship, and then how you thrived. So that was the first thing that came to me, and I started to become an author. So there are many clues, so many clues. And I'm not done. I am not done. I am 59 years old. Watch this. Watch this. You ready for this? Yes, ma'am. Superwoman. <laughs> right? And that's what we have to be. We have to be our own superpower. That's right. So. I love it. Now, I am also a domestic violence survivor. So what, what is one piece of advice that you would give to other women or men that have been through that matter or that are going through that? Number one. Are you done? Are you done? Because once the, once the switch is off and you are done, you will no longer believe in the, I'm sorry, I didn't mean it, I don't deserve you, the tears that come out of the abuser's eyes. You have to be completely done in order to be able to move forward and move out. But there are steps that you have to take to do it safely because our lives are in jeopardy at that point. So in the book, Tears of Fears Behind Closed Doors, I shared the steps of how I ran away from my first former husband, I'll call him Anus, by the way, in the book, um, but how I literally ran away from him from Alabama back to South Florida. And it was a three-month process. And he couldn't know what my plans were. So I, you know, I go through that process, but then I went back to South Florida and I went for care. I went to a counselor. I started to believe in me again because a mental abuse, physical abuse, we are knocked down. We're torn down. So you have to go for help, right? You got to talk to people. You have to talk to people that don't know you, that aren't looking at you like, oh, come on, you know, you're going to go back. You've got to talk to somebody who has a clean slate about you. That's number one. Number two is that I did that three months and he was still in Alabama. He found out that I went back to South Florida. He flew down to get me back. And then a friend of mine said to me the night that he came back, you know, he said to me that, watch, she'll go back to Alabama with me. I was like, man, is he confident, right? So I didn't go back. However, about five months later, he moved back to South Florida and he charmed me and he said he had so much time to think about it and everything that he did wrong and can we try again? And because we're women and we love to nurture and we love that person, I went back, only to fall back into the trap. So you can't go back. But that's what I mean by the switch has to finally go off for you. And there are so many of us women, even men, that are staying together in a marriage because of our children. You are destroying your children. You are hurting your children. You are raising them to believe that this is the way to be treated, number one. Number two, the walls are not that thick they can hear it. So do not stay in a relationship because of your children. Leave the relationship because of your children. And when my daughter was 15 months old and Anus came home and he was yelling and all of this noise, it was Mr. Les Brown back in 1986 that 
That was the first time I heard Les Brown. He was on the television, PBS, and he said, you have greatness within you. Right then, Anus walks in. I'm holding my baby who just had all of her shots that day, and all I could hear was wah, 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 wah. I no longer heard that voice. I was listening to Les Brown when the student's ready, the teacher appears. I looked down at my baby and I said, I promise you I will not bring you up in this toxic environment. I looked up at Anus and I said, we're getting a divorce. The switch was done. It was off. So whether you have to use your children for your strength, as long as you're not using them to keep you in a situation, I promise you, you're helping your children more than you are hurting them. If you stay in that relationship, you are hurting them. I love it. I love it. And how you overcame that trial and tribulation that you were faced with in your life. Now, would you say that there is a pattern with uh, charming uh, the partner or narcissist character trait that's aligned with uh, domestic violence as 100%. it relates to individuals? Uh, 100%. 100%. When somebody is trying to hold you back and they are constantly putting themselves in front of you saying, I'm, you follow me. You, got, you should do what I do. You know, and, and doesn't uh, emotional support start slowly? It starts slowly. You don't even realize it's happening to you. This is a narcissist, okay? And they, keep, and they start and they start, first you're the best thing since sliced bread, and all of a sudden, why do you wear your hair like that? Why are you wearing your clothes like that? Why do you say it like that? Don't cook like that. Why are you cleaning the house like that? Why did you go to that gas station? Are you looking out the window? Is that somebody that you want to be with? It's like, what's going on here? And here is the obvious clue that it's happening to you. You're starting to say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're saying you're sorry to everybody. Somebody tripped in front of you. You weren't even near that person. You're like, I'm sorry. That's a, that's a quick sign. You're crying more. That's a quick sign. It's a lot of signs. Thank you for raising the awareness of these signs. Yeah. I appreciate that. Now, how did you make the decision to choose the vocation that you did, Lindy? Well, I come from the school of hard knocks. When I was raised, I was also raised in a very, very toxic home. I was told I was worthless. I was less than. I'm going to use some words that I never used because I think that they're horribly ugly, but I was told I was stupid. I was an idiot. I was left-handed back in the 60s. If you were left-handed, you didn't have any brains. I was dyslexic, which meant that I had a lot of challenges reading. They didn't know that it was dyslexia. And of course, because uh, I had those challenges and my brother and my sister didn't, well, I was, I was a defect. I was an absolute defect. So they weren't going to invest in me going to college. They made me believe that I wasn't worthy enough of going to college. And I didn't go to college. However. I invested in myself. And when I talk about investing in myself, I met Zig Ziglar personally, and I became a student of his. And I invested in myself to be a part of his program. Jim Rohn, same thing. And even with Les Brown, the same thing, right? So I invested in myself. Now, whether you go to college or you attend these very powerful seminars and these classes, that's your college. Be a student. Be the best student. If it's resonating with you, sorry, Ziggy has something to say. No worries. Ziggy. 
But um, she's got a lot to say. <laughs> so, uh, but you have to invest in yourself one way or another in some kind of form of education. I became a cosmetologist because I was intrigued with doing hair. So I invested in myself. Again, another vocational school. So, you know, I, 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 tra I teach people this. All you have to do is make a priority list. And, and what is it that you want to do in your life? And it may sound totally out of the ballpark. Maybe it's an astronaut. Write it down. Write down everything in the world that is intriguing to you. And then figure out how to become. I agree. I agree 100%. Now, did you experience an aha moment on your journey? My aha moment was 1986 when I heard Les Brown. That was the turning point. That was the divining moment. When he said, I have greatness within me, I did not believe in myself. I would not even look in the mirror at myself. I would spit at myself. I thought that I was the ugliest thing that ever walked this earth. I had no self-worth. I had nothing. I knew that I was a good wife. I knew I was a good mother because that's what I wanted to be. But it wasn't until Les Brown in 1986, and I'll never forget it. It was August, the end of August, 1986. That was the change. I decided I'm okay. I am a good person. I don't have to be the most beautiful person. I don't even have to be pretty. I, there's something. There's something good here. And then I went fishing for it. Hard. I really dug deep into personal development. And I was learning about me. That is amazing. Now, what is the best, your best advice to others for living a life of purpose? Stop looking at yourself as you're a victim. Stop looking at yourself as a Murphy's Law. I used to look at myself way back, way, way, way back in the day as a Murphy's Law. And that's when the question that you keep asking is, why is this happening to me? This always happens to me. I don't have any luck. I don't have, ladies and gentlemen, luck? There is no luck. I don't have luck. I'm not that person that can go buy a lottery ticket and win $2. I'm the person that goes spends a hunt, and I don't spend money on lottery tickets, but I'm just saying, right? But then I have another friend that anything he touches, it like turns to gold. I have to work very hard for everything that I have and that I have accomplished. And I'm, I'm glad for that. So when you go back to saying, you know, living life on purpose and, Stop looking at yourself as a victim, because the more you do that, the more you're right. If you say you can't, you can't. If you say you can, you can. You're an amazing woman, Lindy. No. So are you, Gigi. Thank you. Now, can you tell me more about your emotional support body pillow and how it came about and explain the steps to living life on purpose and creating the life you dream about? Okay, so in 2017, that was my tornado year. I was married to my second husband. I was divorced for 20 years in between my marriages. I was never getting married again. I wanted to be with somebody, but marriage wasn't in the cards. Well, then 20 years later, I met my second, unfortunately, former husband. And I moved to New Hampshire. That's the reason I moved to New Hampshire. My daughter and I, we moved there. So things happen, life happens. 10 years later, life was really happening. And 2017 was the tornado year. I became a caretaker of my mother in uh, South Florida. 
a very abusive woman, and I canceled over 21 speaking engagements. Well, let me go back to 2016. I was told, I was warned. I was warned that I better figure out another way to make an income, even though I was building success with this person. And I take warnings very seriously. Ladies and gentlemen, take warnings seriously. Even if there's an apology after it, you have to say, okay, I'm gonna listen to that warning. There was an apology after the warning, which was, you better go figure out a way to make another income. And uh, then there was an apology. And I said, and that's when the Happiness General Entity was created in March of 2016, because I had to figure out what is it that I wanna do. I'm really, I'm just so passionate about helping people. What is it that I want to do? And the Happiness Jungle Entity was created. And uh, after it was created, and I, I found the logo, and I found the name, and I started to, you know, do what I needed to do to start this entity from scratch, then the apology came. I didn't mean it. You don't have to do anything else. I just said it out of anger. Goes back to an abusive, a narcissist, right? And I said, I, I love your apology and I accept your apology, but I'm going to keep on moving on and opening up the happiness jungle. And I did, thank God, four years later. So in 2017, my former husband and I, we were separated. And that's when I came down to South Florida, became a caretaker of my mother, lived life on purpose. Why did I have to become the caretaker of my abusive mother? I have a sister and a brother that's older than me. And they were never abused. They were the king and the queen of the house. How come they're not abused? you know, coming forth. We're the 29 grandchildren and great-grandchildren. Why am I being selected? What is the purpose? Not why, what is the purpose? That's how I kept on looking at it. Well, now I, now I go and I, I enjoy time with our seniors and assistant livings for an hour, and it's called a pocket full of joy, a pocket full of joy. And I go and I play with the seniors. I speak on assistant living platforms because I've learned so much about how to help our loved ones into their last chapter. That was the purpose of me being the chosen one, thank you God in the universe, for Amen. bringing that to me so I could help that industry and those people that are involved in it because it's a very hard, sad place to be when you're trying to do this, right? Well, now I'm a mentor in it. Well, then I canceled over 21 speaking engagements because of mom. And I had to pause my life, which meant I was pausing the happiness jungle entity as well. I was doing a little bit, but my mom was my first concern. But there was one speaking engagement, Gigi, I was not going to cancel. And it was called Families in Transition. And it was happening in New Hampshire in September of 2017. I said to my mom, I'm going to make sure that you're taken care of. I found a caretaker. And I went back to New Hampshire to speak for families in transition. And I figured, you know, while I'm there, I should go for my yearly physical. I feel fine, nothing's wrong with me, but that's what my health insurance is. And I did, and that's when I found out I had the breast cancer. What's the purpose? I'll never forget it, I was laying on the gurney, and I looked up at God in the universe, and I said, what's the purpose for this one? Well, I wrote a book. It's called Squeeze My Tatas. <laughs> <laughs> and where, where can our viewers find that? On my website, happinessjungle.com. And there's a workbook in back of it to have a positive mindset getting through it because we understand that the mind is the power of healing. 
So I created that book, it's, and uh, the subtitle is, You're Only One Mammogram Away From Knowing. If I didn't have that mammogram, I would not have known because the two spots of cancer that they found was in the middle of my breast, underneath my nipple, really deep, and I wouldn't have found it until it started growing at who knows what stage it would have been in. So I had the surgery, I had a lumpectomy, I got divorced three weeks into radiation. I was lonely. I had my daughter, my son-in-law, my four beautiful granddaughters to love me during the day, but everybody goes to sleep at night. I was lonely at night. And I um, went ahead and I ordered this pillow. And, but it wasn't the right size. However, what was the purpose for the divorce? It was for, the purpose was for me to recreate this pillow in the perfect size that it hugs me every single night and I never lost one night's sleep and I wasn't lacking the love because I could go ahead, I could use this pillow and I could put one leg under one arm between my knees and then take the other one just like if someone was hugging me and I could pull it as tight as I want, as tight as I wanted that hug or as loose as I wanted it but it was a solution. So now I wrote about it in my book Squeeze My Tatas because it was part of the journey. I'm speaking about it on stages. I'm invited on medical stages now. What's the purpose of the breast cancer? Now notice that I'm saying the breast cancer. Don't own any kind of ailment that is inside of you. If you own it, you keep it. No way, it invaded me and it was gonna go. And it did. I am now two and a half years cancer free. Congratulations. So I'm excited about that, thank you. So, um, Again, what was the purpose of it? The purpose of the breast cancer was for me to be able to write the book, Squeeze My Tatas. I speak on a lot of medical stages. I'm invited all over the world. I travel and I speak on different medical stages. What was the purpose of the divorce? The body pillow. So when I was speaking about it and people are reading about it, they're contacting me, Lindy, I want one of those pillows. And I'm like, hmm. I finally woke up and said, you need to produce this body pillow. And then I started working with China. And it took me about a year, a little over a year to finally get the pillow. See, everything is a process. And now I have it. And can I tell you, it is helping people that have other health challenges, whether it's their heart, their knees, their backs, their hips, it's helping children. A five-year-old child, a grandfather called me and he sent the body pillow to him. This child has a brain tumor. This child loves this body pillow so much that he calls it his buddy. So for men and women and children, other than just now an emotional support body pillow, it's helping people in many ways. What's the purpose? Live life on purpose. Your answers are right in front of you. You're just not paying attention. I pay attention. Amen. Thank you so much for sharing your story and the trials and tribulations you've had to overcome, Lindy, and for sharing all that you're doing to serve God's people in our community. I, I truly appreciate you. Now, could you tell us where, tell the audience where they can find you? Absolutely. And before, before I even do that, Gigi, I want to go out to you. And we met probably about a month and a half ago. And when you could feel somebody, again, contagiously attracted, magnetically, you know, all of a sudden you could just feel it, right? We could feel that, can't we? Yes, we can. And that's what I'm talking about. 
leave your other people behind because new people, just like Gigi, is right here for you. She is contagious. She is magnetically fabulous. This is who you want to hang out with. So thank you so much for allowing me to be on your podcast and to be a part of you. Thank you, Lindy. You are delicious. Thank you. You can contact me. You can go to happinessjungle.com. You can go to the store. You can see everything that I offer. Absolutely on Facebook. Happiness Jungle is the brand. Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. And on LinkedIn, I am Lindy Eldridge. Thank you, Lindy. And it's been a pleasure having you on the Walk With Me podcast. Thank you. I got to hug you. I'm just hugging you, hugging you, and hugging you. Hugs for I you. Hug you. Lindy. Thank you so much, Angel. Keep on shining. You're amazing. Thank you. Have a blessed day, sunshine.